I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Here we go! This is the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. Buckle your your seatbelt and prepare to learn how to legally make six figures investing in real estate with no money, no credit check, and nothing but a computer and internet connection. Learn how you too can begin generating buyers and sellers for free today and why you're only two calls away from making a $10,000 or more payday while never leaving the comfort of your home. And now, your host, the virtual real estate investor, Vincent Polisi. All right, guys, here we go. Beautiful, beautiful sunny day, perfect weather in glorious Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Got up here about 10 days ago. Had some really rough weather the first week or so, and so it's finally starting to get beautiful and we can enjoy it. I'm very happy and thankful to be here. And why am I here? I'm here because I can be because I am location independent and in reality, the virtual real estate investor. We've got deals working all over the United States right now on houses I'll never go to with people I'll never meet, and you can do the exact same thing. We're going to show you how. So this is continuing on in the uh, mobile podcast series where I'm actually doing the entire thing from my iPhone. I'm in the car, headed back to the house, and I wanted to go ahead and clarify something that keeps coming up, and that is overcomplication. Overcomplication. What am I talking about? People have an inherent need, for some reason, psychologically, to overcomplicate in their minds a process that they don't fully understand. And so they take something that's very, very simple and not understanding how easy it really is, not believing how easy it really is, and they have to overcomplicate it in their brain to the point that you get into the analysis paralysis and not moving forward. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go through real quick and I'll do another one. We'll do one for each for on the buyer side and the seller side. A quick A to Z on how to get a deal done. Okay. I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to get a deal done. You want to make money, right? That's what everybody wants to do. That's why they're doing this. And the beautiful thing is you can do it with no money out of pocket, no cash out of pocket, no credit. Uh, You don't have to jump through all the 27 hoops, don't have to clear titles, don't have to do all that stuff. All you simply have to do is generate some prospects, talk to them on the phone, get some contracts executed, and get a wire in. And that really is the simplicity of what it is that we're doing. It's just a conversation or two or three or five, depending on what you're dealing with, to get someone comfortable with the process at hand, how we're doing things on the owner finance deals, if it is an owner finance deal, or if it's a lease option or a master lease option, or uh, it's an actual uh, purchase and sale. We've got one of those going on right now in Houston, where we're going through the hard money loan process because we got a property that we picked up at 176,000 that we the appraisal will be in today. Based on our comps, expectation is somewhere between 280 and 300. I'm not in Houston. Not going to Houston to do this deal. Don't have to be in Houston, but you know you're talking about a deal that has a potential of $100,000 in equity in it, and that's the freedom that doing things this way provides. If you can simply follow instructions and not 
you know, shoot yourself in the foot by overcomplicating things. So let's go through the process real quick so everybody understands. When we talk about putting a deal together, the fastest, easiest, simplest way, there is a way to do it on both the buyer side and on the seller side. And I will explain the process start to finish for each of them so that it makes crystal clear, perfect sense. Hey, what's up, investors? John Lee Dumas here, founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, awarded Best of iTunes 2013, and you're listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with my man, Vincent Polisi. Prepare to ignite. Look out. Here comes another knowledge bomb. All right, so let's talk about this. So when I first started off, I basically rework the entire real estate investing model because I did not want to be tied to a local brick and mortar uh, micro market where you know you never know what the inventory is going to be you never know what type of you know competition that you may end up having and I wanted to be able to do deals anywhere from anywhere and not ever have to go through the traditional real estate investing hurdles or real estate sales hurdles not clear titles not deal with going to closings not have to wait on checks to get cashed all that and so I started off doing it backwards, which is the way most people think to do it forwards, which is how it's, how it's typically done, which I don't advise doing that way. Sometimes you have to when you first get started off. And what I mean by that is, is that we simply started generating standing inventory. In other words, we would go out and contract on houses that we did not have buyers for yet, build up a massive database. We did over $40 million in contracts in less than eight weeks using the 10-minute task. And in so doing, you know, created uh, what became a logistical nightmare with, you know, over 100 plus different sellers all wanting updates and wanting uh, to know why the house hadn't sold. And, you know, the nature of the beast of this, when you get into it, if you understand it, is that nine times out of 10, when you contract on a property, when you're doing the inventory first method or the seller first method, is that nine times out of 10, the people that call on the house don't actually want that house. What they're doing is they're triggering off of the language in your Craigslist ad that indicates that it's no credit qualifying, no banks needed, et cetera, et cetera. And so what they really want to find out is, do you have any other homes that may work? And if not, is there any way that you can get them something that will work based on their criteria? And so I very quickly learned that the standing inventory routine is a, is absolute logistical nightmare with sellers that if you don't have a completely automated system, Podio wasn't out back then. Um, you know, we were trying to make ACT work and ACT, if you guys don't know what ACT is, it's an old CRM system from a long, long time ago. So we were fighting those things, trying to get all, that all worked out so we could automate everything to not have to constantly, you know, hold the hands of all the sellers. I mean, obviously you want to provide them great customer service, but at the same time, I don't want to sit here and tell them the same thing that, you know, your house hasn't sold. The reason it hasn't sold is because people are calling in. They need different school district, one more bathroom, one more bedroom, something different. They don't want to be on a cul-de-sac. Don't have time for all that. Okay. So I very quickly learned in doing it that way, that that is not the, the, the route that I wanted to go. It doesn't fit my personality type to have to be, you know, the, the, uh, the manager of all of these different sellers with, um, you know, obviously, you know, they want their home, they want their home sold, it's not selling, and you they don't know why. So, 
that's the seller first model where you you get inventory you market the inventory it generates buyers typically six to ten buyers per week per property for about three to four weeks until the ads get stale on craigslist and nine of ten of those buyers that are contacting you don't want that house okay they want you they want they want something else so it's a great opportunity for lead generation for buyers if you don't have buyers that have the cash for the down payment and all that and that's how i ended up using it i ended up building a very very quickly an email list of buyers that were looking for properties of you know, to the tune of over 5,000 people and that's uh, that's a way to go when you're first starting out okay i did it i i was very successful at it very quickly and then i realized that it was really a mistake and didn't really fit in with the lifestyle design that i have with the business model the way that i wanted it to be and so very early on i took it and i flipped the model around and i went i started going buyer first okay because in a situation where you're contracting on inventory that you don't have a buyer for what happens is you can go out and you can contract on 10 different houses and never sell any of them and you have all that time wasted on all 10 of those houses and then whatever the handholding is with the sellers afterwards when they don't sell and it becomes just a, a absolute complete waste of time when you go buyer first you've got a buyer he's got a, a need a desire a sense of urgency he's got the cash he's ready to go he's ready to pull the trigger and you can actually go out and contract on one house and do a deal and get paid okay so the buyer first methodology is always going to be the fastest path to cash on getting these types of deals done because you're coming with the buyer in tow when you have the conversation with the seller on a property it's infinitely easier because you actually have somebody that can be out there that day to see the house so <clears throat> pardon me it doesn't come off that you're looking for or fishing for a listing so to speak and it's just a much easier smoother transaction all the way around so i switched to the buyer first method and it worked fantastic and we developed at that time what's called the home finder program it's been modified over the years with dodd frank and all that so that we are in compliance and not illegally brokering without a license and it's a it's a much faster easier cleaner way to get a deal done but having said that let me explain to you a to z on both um, both paths whether it's the seller first path or the buyer first path all right so in the seller first path you go out there you're contracting on a property the property then gets marketed and listed you have buyers that come in let's say that you get the one out of ten that actually wants the house the way that i do it is they they fill out an application they pay a 37 dollars application fee that's all by design uh, to get the objection of well, wait a minute why am i paying 37 dollars to see a house that i may not want and it forces you to close on explaining the home finder program because if you don't do that what then ends up happening is you become you know the tour director of uh, the parade of homes for them to go see a bunch of houses and then then you never hear from them again and that's you know we don't have time for all that you're looking to be a sniper here and drill this down to the point that you're only dealing with people that are serious they understand what you're doing they want it they've got the cash ready willing and able to go that's who you're looking for okay we're not here to sit here and and uh, entertain people on the phone for hours and hours on end and do things the way that they want this is our business this is the model if it works for you fantastic if it doesn't buy okay so 
this is the way that I do it. So the buyer comes in, they fill out an application, they pay $37 up front. I get the opportunity then to close on the Home Finder program in the event that the house that they are looking at, that they're going to go see, does not work. And so they go see the property, and I have it set up so that they call me when they're leaving so that I can ensure that they're putting the lockbox back on the door, if this is a situation where we have a lockbox on the property. And it's by design because I want them, There's it's twofold. Number one, I want them to call to let me know the lockbox is back on the house and the door is locked for obvious reasons. Number two, it provides me that instant impression so I understand what we're dealing with. And if there was something about the house they didn't like, I can immediately move in to getting them set up for the Home Finder program and then we go buy them a house and ideally only contract on one property for them and then it's payday, okay? So let's say they go out and they like the house. What happens next? Well, they like the house. You know, we take about 10 minutes. We put the contract together, fire it over to them via right signature. They execute the agreement. It's all done online or on their iPhone or computer or iPad, whatever. They just click a button and they can sign the document. Now we have what we need. Now they get wiring instructions and they're going to go fire a wire. Once the wire hits, okay, we've got a deal in place. It's bound with cash. We make arrangements for transfer of the keys and garage door openers and utilities information. We work with them to get them set up with the uh, homeowner's insurance that's set up properly with the correct mortgage mortgagees and assignees. Sorry, they're doing some road construction here. And wow, is it bumping. Okay, and then w once all that's done, then I'll take them, you know, they're, they're taking possession and occupancy of the house. So we've got a deal. They're taking possession. We're in great shape. They've got the, they're getting the homeowner's policy. They're getting utilities and everything in their name. And then we walk them through the process, if they're a W-2 employee, of amending their W-4 so they can legally begin writing off the portion of their payment that is property taxes and interest, which generally speaking, it's 100% most of the time on, on the deals that we structure, okay? And that's it. You're, you know, you can be in, out, and done, start to finish in one day, and I've done that many times before. So don't overcomplicate it. This is no more complicated than getting a tenant signed up on a lease. It's going to look, act, and feel exactly the same way. You don't have to jump through all those hoops. They, they execute a document, they send you the money, and then you make arrangements for them to take possession of the property, okay? Simple as that. If you go the seller first model, or I'm sorry, if you go on the buyer first model, the buyers are going to execute a joint venture agreement, bona fide joint venture agreement, so that you're not illegally brokering without a license. Then I, the way I have it set up, it's, I set up a Basecamp project. Basecamp is an online project manager, if you don't know what that is. Fantastic. It's very, I'm using uh, the older model, which is Basecamp 2. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of Basecamp 3 because I don't want all that. I want to keep it very, very simple and easy to use in a, in a graphical user interface that everybody can instantly understand. We've got a couple of little video tutorials if somebody gets confused or whatever. But we set the Basecamp project up. They get the email invites. They sign in. And then I have a number of to-dos for them to do immediately, which is the standard process of, you know, after doing an application, then they're going to proof up on their income and assets, the down payment, because we don't want to waste time getting the property if they don't actually have the money because you're just wasting time. So we put them through the normal mortgage proof up process for income assets 
employment. They just dragged the docks over into base camp. So now they're taking, they're actually taking action. They're doing something. And then uh, one of the to-dos that I've got assigned for them is for them to provide us an example of a property that works for them. Because, I mean, all I've got is a list. I want a four-bedroom, three-bath, X dollars in payments in this location, you know, possibly the school district, whatever. And I can work from that list, but they can look at something and instantly know if they like it or not. I can't because I'm strictly working from a list. So what I do, and if you ever get to this point, you'll see this. It's absolutely brilliant. I wish I could tell you it was all by design, but it, something I sort of fell into is I assign them a task to provide that, that example property, and they do, and then they don't stop. They keep putting properties up. So what's happened here is they've struck out $2,500 to capitalize the joint venture agreement up front because I don't pick up the phone unless we've got cash in hand. And the, the sole purpose of that was so that we would go find them a property and contract on it. And what ends up happening is once they're empowered to provide properties in that interface where they can get real-time information back on that that particular house because we're going to, as soon as we get the information up, we call the sellers, we start the, taking the property through the due diligence process, and they get real-time updates. Okay, so everything's aggregated in base camp. Everybody knows what property we're talking about. They're getting real-time updates, and it just becomes this sort of snowball where they just continue to put properties up, and we don't ever have to go out and find the property. They do it on their own. They they actually they paid us to do it, but now they're you know now they're doing it, and it's, it works very very beautifully. So all I have to do is sit back, and you know click on their link, take a look at the ad, contact the seller, you know pick up the phone, contact the seller, and negotiate to get a contract signed. And I mean it's absolutely it's absolutely magical when you see this thing function the way that it's set up. They're doing all the all the legwork, and all I got to do is pick up the phone. That's the way I like it. You know, I mean, you have to be in this uh, in the doctor capacity where somebody else is doing all the the charts and graphs and and patient intake and uh, uh, getting the blood pressure and temperature and all that. And the doctor comes in, gets all the information, spends five minutes, and you know makes three hundred bucks. That's the situation. That's what you want to be. You want to be the the guy that's in that position where you are the doctor, where all the other stuff is done for you, and all you have to do is pick up the phone do one phone call, send a contract, get it executed, and now you're off to the races. They go out and see the house that they picked out that they already know they like, and nine times out of ten, they end up contracting on that property same day, and you're getting paid, okay? So it's it's absolutely, you know, just, it can't really get any better the way it's set up in, in base camp that way. And so in doing that, you know, the process is they execute the joint venture agreement. We set up the base camp project. Or let me back up. They set up, they sign the, the joint venture agreement. They fire the wire for 2500 So now they've got some skin in the game. They're vested. We know we're dealing with somebody that's serious because I'm not going to go out there and, and buy a property for somebody and go on the hook for payments or anything else um, for somebody that, that isn't serious. They don't have skin in the game. I mean, who do you know is going to buy a house for you? And go on the hook for payments. I mean, even if we're doing no money down owner finance deals, there's still an expectation of a payment at some point. Who do you know is going to do that for you without you having some type of commitment? It's in, nobody. Nobody's, no, no investor is going to do that. And if they do, they won't be doing it very long because they'll find out what happens and that people circumvent them and waste their time and then, you know, don't close, can't close. Tell, they've told them all kinds of lies. So I don't even waste time with all that. We cut through all that up front. 
So they execute the joint venture agreement. They fire the wire. I set up the base camp project. They load up properties. I call them, get properties execute or contracts executed. Once that's done, they go see the house. And it's the same exact process. They like it. Fantastic. Executing agreement. Fire the wire. Keys and garage door openers. Utilities information. Homeowners insurance information. Uh, amending the W-4 so they can write off the property taxes and interest and increase their net net take-home pay immediately, substantially, in, in actual real spendable cash. Just that's, And that's the process. It's not, it's not any more complex than that right there, okay? On the seller side, I mean, you know, what is there to it, really? If you're, I don't do the 10-minute task and haven't since, we haven't done that since 2008, I think. Maybe early 2009, I had a VA doing it for a while. Then um, that's when we switched the model, it was late 2008, early 2009. But on the seller side, I mean, it's, you know, it's not, it's, there's nothing, there's no rocket science to this. They have a house they, that they are advertising for rent. All you're trying to do is find out if it's also available for an eventual sale. If it is, fantastic. Pull the trigger on a contract, you know, where you can get the property under control through no money down on their finance deal. And then you market that property. It generates buyer leads. The, and even if they don't want the house, it's okay. Because it's generating buyer leads that have cash. And then you can convert them to the Home Finder program or put them on another property that you've got and make money. So this is not rocket science, okay? It's very, very basic, very elemental. And it's one of the reasons why when I started showing people this back in 2013, they used to laugh at me because it's so simple. And, like, there's no way that that could work and you can make money that way and do it without cash. And, you know, there's nobody... Whatever, uh, um, you know, real buyers and sellers on our, our non I mean, it's like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, real buyers and sellers on our Craigslist. And then, uh, you know, we found the, I did a deal for a, a former NFL football player. We did the deal for the Major League Baseball player. Um, you know, that's where, our, so that's where we found all these guys is on Craigslist. And so, you know, they're, they're just normal people too. So it's just, you know, it works. That's all I can tell you. You don't need to overcomplicate it, Okay. There are some complexities in understanding, obviously, contract law, obviously, Dodd-Frank, obviously, you know, what's legal and what's not legal to do and say, obviously, the structure of owner finance and how all the moving parts work together. And all that's covered in the podcast, and I'll go, I'll go back through and do sort of a cursory review to make sure that we can, you know, everybody understands exactly, you know, what the mechanics are. But you, need, you just need to take action. Just take action and start prospecting, get some leads in, start talking to them, and close. And you're going to get your teeth kicked in. You're going to, you know, screw up some things that later on you realize, oh, man, I should have done this differently or whatever. It, ha it's, it happens to all of us. It happened to me. That's how you learn, okay? you got to dust yourself off and get back up on the horse. And don't worry about it. Understand it. It's a process, and you've got to embrace the process if you want to get there. The reason, and people tell me this all the time, and it's not, you know, stroking my ego or whatever, but, you know, I, the way that I talk to people on the phone, I sound so educated and so knowledgeable and, you know, blah, 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 and you're a genius and all these things, and you can just handle all this stuff. Well, I've got a lot of experience doing it, okay? And that's what you have to go get now is you have to go get the experience doing it. That doesn't mean that when I first started, I sounded exactly the same that I do right now because obviously I didn't. And I screwed up some deals too, and think that's just part of it. It's the learning curve. It's called the learning curve for a reason. So you've got to begin that learning curve. You've got to start your educational process. And the best way to do that is to start working on actual real deals. And then when you stumble, you know, we're here to help pick up. We've got the Facebook group. You can ask all the questions. We're happy to answer them. There's no charge for that. 
Um, we are answering questions 24-7 in there all day, every day for people that are working on deals that we aren't even a part of that we make no money off of. So if you got a question, you don't know what to do, just you know, drop a question in the Facebook group and make sure I get tagged so I see it because there's eight over 8,000 people in there. I don't see every post that goes on. And we'll get the question answered and try to help you make some money. Okay, But don't run into this pitfall of overcomplicating this process. Think of a lease. It's that simple. Okay, If you're a property manager looking for rentals, you're looking for people that are willing to take a payment on a house. Okay, In these deals, we're looking for people that are willing to take a payment on a house. We're also looking for people that are willing to take a payment on a house and eventually sell the house. Okay, So not a lot of difference there. If on a rental, you're a property manager, you're looking for people that want that property that have the requisite income assets, wherewithal to pay for it. Okay. Same exact thing here. It's not any different. So don't overcomplicate it. It is no more complex from an operation standpoint than getting a lease executed. It just, it, it just isn't. Okay. But tell you what we're going to do, because a lot of these questions, we're going to go ahead and kick back in the ask Vincent anything portion so that you guys can ask the questions directly and I can get them answered specific to what your question is. So hope that helps you. Definitely drop me questions, leave me comments, let me know what you need. If you haven't, please subscribe, rate, and review. Prefer, you know, the obviously the five-star reviews. Haha. Uh-huh. And let's go make some money. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Real Estate Investor Podcast with Vincent Polisi. If you found any value in this podcast, please use our Give to Get method and take a moment to give us a five-star rating in iTunes and your favorite podcast service so we can keep giving you excellent episodes of real content you can use to profit today.